I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hello, friends and foodists. I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast. Today, I'm speaking to Kaylee, who is a grad student with a very common problem. She would prefer to bring her lunch every day. She knows it would be healthier. She knows she would save money and it would probably save her time in the long run. But she has a lot of trouble motivating to actually do it every day for a couple of reasons. One is that she's busy and tired and prepping in the morning is a, feels like a lot of effort to her. So we come up with some ways to motivate how to do this. Another big issue she has is that the lunches she brings from home tend to not be very satisfying. And so we go through some brainstorming and some ideas, including a lot of stuff that uh, is taught in my program, Foodist Kitchen, about how to, how to really be more excited about the food you eat without making it a huge production. It's a fairly straightforward problem, but it's difficult enough for enough people that I think it's, it's, valuable to go into the logistics here. And there's there's a lot of little subtleties where Kaylee recognizes some internal blocks she had that she didn't even know were there. There are quite a few. They're really subtle. So this is a great example of a straightforward problem. You know, it's not, she doesn't have some, you know, massive psychological difficulty here. She, she just has a bunch of tiny little blocks that are preventing her from doing something that she really does want to do and she knows she'll benefit from. So give it a listen. Let me know what you think. And you can check out the show notes over at Summer Tomato. Hi, Kaylee. How are you today? I'm all right. How are you doing, Daria? I am excellent. Thank you for joining us. So Today is a coaching session. So why don't you give me a little bit of background on what seems to be the problem? So I'm a graduate student right now, and I've found that the way to be successful in graduate school is to treat it like a job. Mm-hmm. So I like I leave the house every day. I go to kind of a workspace, and um, I stay there for kind of job hours, basically. And... I'm trying to eat sort of more healthfully and to add, as you suggest, more vegetables into my diet. And I'm also obviously trying to save money. So um, I'm really trying to make an effort to pack my lunches every day. The trouble is I'm having, well, first I'm kind of having trouble planning out my lunches for the week because thus far I found that the only way I'm successful in kind of getting myself to pack my own lunches is if I do it on the weekend. And if I don't do it on the weekend, then it's unlikely that it's going to happen. Or if it does happen, it's like a sandwich, uh, like best case scenario. Or I go out and spend money on lunch, which I don't like to do. And I'm trying to kind of figure out sort of how to make it seem like a more manageable task that I'm willing to do on a weekly basis and to pack myself lunches that I actually then want to eat. Because like a few weeks ago, I made myself some very virtuous lunches that I was like completely sick of by the second day. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how to both incorporate more vegetables and into my lunches, but also pack lunches that I then happily eat and feel satisfied after eating and not kind of, you know, even if I feel full, I sort of feel deprived in some other kind of less concrete way. 
I see. So you have wonderful ambitions. You want to eat healthy. <laughs> You're a very high achieving person in graduate school and you care about a lot of things, but you're busy and you know how important it is to sort of make your own food for both saving money and for health, but you're finding that task very uninspiring. And so either you'll not do it or make something that just isn't satisfying to you and, and is sort of depressing. Yeah. I, I mean, I've had a few more successful tries at it, but I just, I've not been able to do it consistently and I've not really been able to figure out like a formula um, sure, or something that is a guarantee like that every week I'm going to be set up for the week of lunch eating at least. Got it. What are, when you've had successes, what have those been like? Um, they've been, I mean, this was sort of almost an accidental success where I realized that I had some like lentils that I'd frozen and some leftover sausages from a dinner that I'd made. And I managed to generate two like very tasty lunches of like lentils, sausage, and then I threw in some avocado and I was like, oh, this is, this is delicious. I maybe can't have like a daily sausage for lunch, but it was kind of a reminder to me that if I throw in something that's a little less like quote unquote virtuous, it can make the lunch a much more satisfying experience with, um, oh, I also, there was like some kale, like leftover kale that I also had sauteed. So it was like a nicely balanced lunch, but with enough sort of fun going on that I did not feel deprived. <laughs> um, but I also need to figure out, you know, I don't think I can have like lentils, sausage, kale and avocado every single day because I probably get tired of that, even though it was delightful to me at the time. Got it. Um, so you you really like you you found that you can have an enjoyable homemade lunch. Uh, you just question whether it's really as healthy as you want it to be. Was that was that your concern or, or just and also your concern that you just can't have the same thing all the time. You only have one success. Right. Like I've, I've had, I had that one success and I, the lesson that I took away from that is that I think I need to try to incorporate something that I, that I enjoy into my lunches, but then also I'm still not sure how to do this in a sustainable way. Right. So you know you have to enjoy your food. God right. <laughs> yeah. um, so it sounds to me like you're still struggling. So you, you can do this. You just have a limited, you have one experience where it, but you would like to have more experiences like that so you can really believe in it. That right. You can really believe that you can enjoy this food that you make yourself and that it's fairly healthy. Yes. And, and homemade. Yeah. Great. So let me, let's talk a little bit about what exactly made it Enjoyable. Do you, you mentioned the sausage a few times. Is it just that it was like a really good sausage or um, like what, like how does that contrast to when you aren't satisfied with the meal? Well, I think, I mean, I actually do really like like lentils kind of, you know, cooked up with like onions and carrots and um, some like vinegar and those sort of seasonings. So it was a combination, I think, of more than one thing that I liked. Hmm. And I also do like sautéed kale. So um, in that sense, it was several things that I both enjoy and feel are good for me 
And then one thing that I enjoy, I'm skeptical, skeptical about how good it is for me, but I feel like it made the meal seem a little bit more like decadent and indulgent, which is also nice because I like try to take time off for lunch and attempt to eat in a more mindful fashion. So it's nice when you're sitting there contemplating what you're eating and it's something that you enjoy as opposed to like quinoa, which I don't really enjoy. Um, Absolutely. I don't really like quinoa either, by the way. (laughs) I think it's really overrated. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I've I've tried to make it work and it's... I can like it when it's got like a lot of other things in it that make it taste better. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a lot of work and it's not going to, I think, happen in my in my book anymore, at least. Right. So that's something you know about yourself. Yeah. You like lentils, but not quinoa. Yeah. Okay. So there was a lot of things in that lunch that really worked for you. And so your, your task is to replicate that formula without, but but to make it more diverse. Right. So the, the lentils, that was a really, that's awesome because like that's something that's pretty easy, right? Like you can make a big batch of that. Yeah, no, that's that's easy and I feel like I can generate a few lunches from that and then kind of freeze the rest for magic discovery down the road. <laughs> magic freezer discovery? Yeah, a little treasure And you enjoy sautéed kale. Yes. And is there other... Are there, so like, I'm just trying to put some pieces together. So is there any other vegetables that you enjoy that are easy to make that don't, like the cassate kale is a whopping five minute task. Um, is there anything else that you could yeah, use I'm, to substitute, substitute? I like, in general, I like to cook, cooked greens like shard or like occasionally I ventured into the exciting world of like dandelion greens and... I like, I do like roast vegetables, like roast sort of squash and sweet potatoes and carrots and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I find because there isn't a microwave where I go to work that like sometimes roast vegetables the next day when they're in their cold state are like a little sad and oily. Yeah. So that's also kind of something I've been trying to negotiate. Interesting. So you enjoyed your, your sausage and lentils cold. I did. Yes. Okay. And there's some like some beans I feel like I'm okay with black beans cold. I think like white beans cold have a weird taste to them. It's it's very strange the way these things sort of play out in ways you would not necessarily expect. A hundred percent. Well being limited to just cold is definitely like throws a throws a little wrench in the system. Yeah. I think that is another component of why I've been having trouble. That makes a lot of sense. And so where you're, you, you have a fridge, but not a microwave. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can let things, um, I mean, I'm not so like paranoid about bacteria growth that I don't mind letting my meals come to room temperature over the few hours. So I think that also helps, but yeah, I don't have a heating source, unfortunately. Such a bummer. Is there anywhere nearby that has one? Like, where are you? You don't have a heating source for lunch. I think it's like, because I don't, want there to be food smells (laughs) um so yeah um I mean it's like possibly trying to re like to figure out a new place to go and work might be a longer term goal of mine but since this Mm -hmm. is working for me right now in terms of being a productive 
grad students. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to wait, figure out a way to work my meals around the space rather than yeah, vice versa. Yeah. Got it. Um, all right. So cold. Yeah. <laughs> or room temperature. Cold or room temperature food. So, and then t- tell me a little bit about when your lunches have been not, like, tell me about that week when you made a couple, like you made a bunch and then you got sick of them after a couple of days. Well, I think part of the problem was that I made the exact same meal four days in a row. And by day two, I was feeling under enthused. By day three, I was feeling bummed out. And I think on day four, I bought something else. Um, <laughs> and then I'm not sure what I even, I think day five, I, I'd only made four meals. So like day five, I'm not sure what I did. But um, that did involve quinoa, which was part of, I think, the problem. And um, Quinoa's out. Yeah, I, mean, I'm I know. I'm mixing that. Yeah. It's not helping you one bit. And then also roast vegetables, which I think was another kind of less than thrilling thing to eat. Cold. Interesting. Room temperature. So you had the – on the one side, on your successful day, you liked all the components of your right. lunch. And on the unsuccessful week, you didn't like really any of the components and you were forced to eat it multiple days in a row. Yeah. Um, and like, I mean, I, I do want to kind of maybe attempt to incorporate a salad of some sorts, but I have not successfully been able to make a salad a meal for myself at least. Mm-hmm. So like I will pack a side salad sometimes, but I haven't, I feel like I haven't been able to marshal the necessary like imagination to turn that into something that makes me feel satisfied at the end of a meal. Got it. Um, so that's another potential option, that, but you haven't figured out the logistics yet. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. So it sounds like we have a lot of work to work with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it seems like, well, let, let's talk about, like, why did you decide to make the same lunch for the entire week? I think I was feeling ambitious. Like, I'm going to just, you know, knock this right out and I'll be all set for the week. Which is great. <laughs> but I didn't really... I was ambitious without really kind of thinking about the reality of it. Okay. Um, but you also said that it, it works better for you to plan all the lunches on the weekend. Right. Which is sort of the problem I have to work with. Um, sure. So you're, you're, what, you, what your challenge is is to figure out a way to prep foods on the weekend but still have some variety throughout the week. Yes. And I feel like if I could prep – two different kinds of lunches and then alternate days, two different kinds of lunches that I was excited about, then that seems like enough variation for me to make it through. We could like switch off. Yeah. Um, but you haven't tried that yet. Not really in a sustained way. So that's that's definitely one option. You can have like make two sort of styles of lunches and I guess press, prep like half the amount you would for each. Right. And and sort of decide in the morning what you're in the mood for and take that one. Is there any other way you can think of to make more variety into in, into your week? I think like I can try to generate some variety with snacks, I guess. Like different like fruits or some sort of like fun treat of some sort. I mean, I don't know if I should like give myself at least one day off for getting lunch as kind of a break from you know, putting a break in the semi-monotony. Yeah, that's an option too. I mean, those are sort of the things that are coming to mind. Do you have other yeah. suggestions? Yeah, I, well, those are great ideas. So um, yeah, I mean, going from like zero or one lunch, homemade lunch a week to five is 
like you said, very ambitious. Yeah. And um, being compassionate <laughs> toward yourself and working your way up to five is certainly, and, and you know, letting yourself have that one or two lunches a week that you eat out as without feeling guilty about it, just understanding that like you're figuring this out and like maybe one day you'll have five lunches that you bring, but it doesn't need to be this week. Um, as long as you're making progress is, is definitely a, it's still improvement. Right. No, that's a good point. So, um, definitely keep, I would definitely keep that, you know, that's an ace in your back pocket and don't beat yourself up over it if you have to use it. Right. And how often, so you have, you mentioned you snacks as well. Yeah, I usually, I mean, my sort of standard snack is plain yogurt, like usually full fat yogurt, but not flavored. Although sometimes I'll put like some berries into it or something if I have some on hand and some nuts kind of as a backup. And then then sort of after lunch, midday. Yeah. Like if things, if things get bad, like around sort of the 3 PM slump, I like, I'll try to cut up a piece of fruit. I mean, right now it's apples mostly and sometimes some oranges. I feel like I should also maybe try to incorporate some vegetable snacks. That's also sort of a place that my imagination has been failing me a little bit. But none of these are really going to impact your meal, though. How excited you are about eating your actual lunch. No, that's true. Although I do think kind of like knowing that there's something else might mitigate it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Great. So one of the options we came up with is making two different lunches that you sort of alternate throughout the week and maybe give yourself a break one day of the week and just eat out or whatever, like do something different. Uh, you also can introduce variety into your week through with snacking, fruits, yogurts, potentially vegetables. I mean, I, like the first thing that came to mind for me was like vegetable sticks and like hummus is always good or like a hard-boiled egg or something. Those are things I used to eat when I was a grad student. Oh, yeah. Hard-boiled eggs. I've forgotten about that option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're good. They're really yeah. good. And they, they you can put a, cook a bunch of them and take them all to work like on Monday and then you just have them for whenever. Another thing that I was thinking that has worked uh, for a lot of people and has also worked for myself is sort of, it, it, it's, I call it batch cooking. Um, and so where you're not necessarily making an entire meal in advance, but you make elements that are substantial and then you can alter them each day based on how you feel. So for instance, um, let's say you make batch of roasted veggies, um, but plain, you know, just with like olive oil and salt and pepper or whatever. And you make some lentils or beans, but plain. And then either one type of meat or two types of meat, if, if that's what you want, or eggs uh, or something else smoked fish or I don't know, whatever, you, what do you oh. feel like? Yeah, probably and, not smoked fish for lunch, but, um, okay. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, you can like, um, have those different components and then vary them and, 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 and just think a little bit more about what, or maybe you make up also a batch of like brown rice or something like that, or some sort of grain that's not quinoa. Right. <laughs> yes. Quinoa. And, um, and then you could sort of put them together. So in, for instance, you can um, mix lentils with some grains and maybe some cumin and olive oil and cilantro and make sort of a – or parsley and make sort of like a Middle Eastern flavored side dish. And then the next day you can 
um, you know, squeeze a lemon with or vinegar with those two things and make it almost Italian, maybe a little garlic salt or something like that. Oops, and then yeah. and then mix it and then have whatever veggie on the side or maybe two different veggies, like you said. Maybe you have some sautéed greens and then you have some roasted carrots or something and you can either pick one of those or mix those together. And then all you need is a substantial protein. And um, so instead of feeling like you have only one thing to eat all day long or two things to eat all week long, you can sort of improvise a little bit using the same bases. That, yeah. I mean, because... I- so I have kind of done batch cooking before, but not necessarily quite in the way that you're describing it with the options for customizing during the week, which I do really like the idea of that. So that seems like fun. Cool. Um, have you tried stuff like that before? Is that? Um, I mean, I've tried like I'll like to the extent that I've tried it, I'll usually batch cook something with a either bean slash lentils or sometimes a meat type stew-ish thing that's a really specific description and so like that I can freeze some and then have some for some meals but I like the idea of not necessarily committing to a like flavor profile ahead of time and then customizing it as like day by day I like that a lot cool you actually just came you came up with another great idea as well which is that one way to get around avoiding the same thing all week is to have stuff in your freezer yeah, and bring it out, you know, maybe midweek you thaw some lentils and maybe earlier in the week you were having black beans and now, you know, on Wednesday or whatever, you're like, time to switch it up and you can pull some out of your freezer, freeze the rest of your beans <laughs> and um, mix it up that way as well. Yeah, I definitely think that like maybe committing myself I don't know, maybe once a month to cooking and freezing a few different things that I can pull out at crisis moments is also (laughs) a really good idea. And that seems manageable. Great. So Elsa, I was going to ask, do you have experience sort of mixing and matching? Do you feel comfortable like mixing and matching spices and herbs and different veggies? Is that sound intimidating or does that sound doable? So I like I grew up in a family that cooked a lot and I do really like cooking, but something I've realized about myself in the last, I think maybe in in part since like starting to read your blog is that I do tend to rely on recipes that I'll kind of have a sense maybe of what it is that I want to eat, but I need to go and seek out a recipe to confirm it for me. So I, I feel like capable of doing what we've talked about, but I also feel like I still have improvement to do like to make in terms of trusting my own, I guess, flavoring slash seasoning skills, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you, you believe it's possible in theory, but you're still, you're, you have a little bit of reluctance in your confidence to do it just because you haven't very much in the past. Yeah. Like I like cooking, but when I do it, I tend to kind of have a recipe that I want to make and, I would like to be better about looking in my fridge and seeing what I have and kind of whipping something up based on that and not worrying too much, you know, if I don't have the ingredients that a recipe calls for, that's sort sure. of thing. Well, I can give you some free tips from Food is Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I would welcome this. <laughs> so one of the things we talk about in the in the program is sort of 
flavor templates. And for instance, you know, lime, onion, cilantro, and tomato is tastes very Mexican. Yeah. And uh, garlic, basil, lemon, tomato tastes very Mediterranean, very Italian. Um, you start throwing olives and feta in there and suddenly it's Greek. And it doesn't, those ingredients are what make it evoke those like flavors of a certain culture, regardless of what they're put on. Right. So, so it works very nicely for what we're talking about for your solution because, you know, you're talking about having a base of, you know, maybe it's shredded chicken or maybe it's lentils or maybe it's some sort of grain. Uh, and you can, the nice thing is you can, like, for instance, this is what I'll do. Like, sometimes I'll make a, like a more bean heavy salad and I'll put all the vegetables in the salad or in the beans and, you know, just maybe have something green on the side or, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll really want something more dense or, or maybe I want to, and, and I'll do it with, make like a chicken salad or maybe I'll want something lighter and made it, make it a green salad and put the beans on top or, you know, and so you can sort of, but either way, like if you're in the mood for Mexican food or Italian food, you can sort of improvise around that idea and, let, and make it match, you know, how hungry you are and what mood you're in at that particular day. Yeah, no, that's, that's super helpful because like, obviously when you say those flavor profiles to me, that makes perfect sense. And what I'm realizing is that usually I'll have like two of those components on hand, but if I were to make an effort to have all of them on hand, it would, I think, make a much more satisfying and kind of more richly flavored meal. Got it. Like I can usually count on having, say, garlic and olive oil, but maybe not always basil and lemon. Um, and I can see how that would really sort of round out whatever meal I'm kind of throwing together from batch cooking stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know a place where you can get those things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, this also does involve a little bit more supermarket planning than I – that's like another kind of, I think, hurdle is that I'm not always great about – committing myself to setting aside, you know, maybe like not even an hour necessarily of my weekend to go to a market and to have planned out what I need ahead of time. So that's kind of another, I'm realizing hurdle to my doing this is that I'm a lazy shopper. How often do you go grocery shopping? Sort of when I need to. And oftentimes it will be when I've run out of something. And so I will know that I'm going to get that thing. And then there are a few other things that will pop into my mind that I need. But I don't, it's not like I go there with a list of everything that I'm going to need for the week. Um, so I think that if I could kind of plan out the essentials that I would need for every week and have a, a plan of attack for the supermarket as well, I know that that would make a big difference in my meal planning that I would have everything on hand and not kind of do it, which is how I do it now, kind of haphazardly. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. You're talking about sort of an in-between. So you, earlier you said you you like to cook from recipes, but you just described your shopping experience as sort of not at all conducive to cooking from recipes <laughs> because you don't, you don't have the list that you need. Right. Or like best case scenario, I'll have one recipe that I want to cook and I will go shop for that. But then that means that I have not, like, I'm prepared to cook that recipe, but not necessarily other things. 
Um, Which is how you get stuck eating the same right. thing for the entire week. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So I think we're getting somewhere. Yeah. No, that that is very true. I, you know, it's when, when you think about shopping, um, you know, what you said earlier is that often you will, you'll have a couple of the ingredients, but not the others. Um, do you, do you, is, or I just wanted to ask, is there, are citrus and herbs often on your list and aromatics in general, like onions, garlic, ginger? Yes. I mean, your mental list. Sorry. You're, you're like, when you, when you do your regular grocery shopping without a list. Not consider. I mean, I, I would say like garlic and onions are definitely on my list. The other herbs are, I do have access to a garden in the apartment complex where I live. Um, so I do have usually thyme and rosemary on hand, but that is, you know, not a wide variety of herbs. Sure. And I do have some, I have some spices as well, but um, like basil, cilantro, parsley, that sort of thing. It's not really on my mental list. Got it. I think that that might be a huge thing for you. Yeah. If it's just in addition to your normal grocery shopping, finding, just adding, just every time you're there, just thinking, you know what? I also need either a lemon or a lime or, you know, a good vinegar and a couple of herbs, like maybe parsley and cilantro or basil and oregano or something, just something to, that you can always throw into a dish and take it from sort of bland and boring to, yeah. to elevated. And I mean, it just gives you that flexibility that we're talking about and that you're looking for. No, that's a, that is a great point. Like that those are sort of the little things that make a meal just that much better. Because satisfaction is a big, yeah, big issue. Yeah. Even just some parsley sprinkled on top of anything makes it a bit more delightful. And you can do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, um, and, and, and it all, like, like I said, it also just makes it different every day. So you can, I mean, it doesn't like you can use the exact same ingredients, lime, chilies, onions, and cilantro and make Mexican food or Vietnamese food. True. Yeah. Um, for the most part, you know, I mean, there's, you know, you need sort of ginger and maybe a little fish sauce if you want to make Vietnamese food, but it's fairly similar. And that's a huge, I mean, if you're having both Mexican food and Vietnamese food in the same week, like you're doing pretty good. Seriously. (laughs) Your homemade lunches. Um, that might be a down the road goal, but, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there just to illustrate that you don't have to plan out on Sunday everything for the week to be prepared on Sunday for everything for the week. Yeah, no, that, that is a really great and helpful point. Cause I had kind of been looking at it as like a, you know, Normandy landing type situation. Um, <laughs> so yeah, being able, I think it's realistic for me to, if I've prepped the main components to then on a day by day basis, take 10 minutes at the end of the day to throw things together for the next day. I love it. This is great. This is so exciting. Yay. Did you, uh, did you have any questions about, did you want to talk about salad? Cause you seem to have some questions about how to make salad more substantial. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about salad. Sure. <laughs> um, so your problem with it is that, you, is it that you don't enjoy it as much or is it that it's, you're just hungry later and, or you feel like you missed out on something? It's sort of that I feel like I missed out on something. Um, 
I, I think it's in part because as I'm sort of learning from this conversation, I think I don't have on hand enough things to kind of put together a substantial salad, but it's also like the way I, th- I think like my theorization of a salad right now is either I have like a side salad and it's a way to get some greens in there. And I feel actually fine about that. Like generally, like I make my own salad dressings and those are tasty. And I think like that is a satisfying little add on to a meal. But the other sort of way I think about salad is like a less than satisfying lunch. Mm -hmm. Got it. So you're fine with it as a side dish, but it's sort of lacking in in its ability to take the main stage. Yeah. Is that something you feel like you want to change or are you? Um, I mean, I feel like it. It's certainly an easy thing to throw together. And I think part of the problem is that I, I haven't figured out what makes an adequate lunch salad, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not sure how much I need to feel satisfied, whereas I have a better sense of what I need to feel satisfied in other kinds of meals. Let me ask you something. Do you ever put, like, more heavy protein slash fatty things in your salads slash starchy things? Yeah. So if I make a like make a lunch salad type thing, I feel it would need to have some kind of protein, like probably like chicken and then maybe some beans of some sort. But like I know that probably something like avocado or cheese would probably also help. Um, You have to sort of get around the avocado kind of mushiness issue. But I mean, I guess what we're coming up here is like my lack of salad imagination (laughs) by the way you can bring your avocado and put it on at the last minute that's true yeah I see so you just I mean you sort of have the same problem with salad that you had with the other stuff which is that you just haven't thought of anything that's more that's more interesting or exciting than just a basic yeah salad sort of like the salad you would get in a college dining hall or something (laughs) from their like salad bar options well is there do you feel like you can apply what we've talked about already to I mean, I don't, I don't like, I don't feel particularly invested for you to eat salad or not. It's just you brought it up, so I was just curious if, um, if there if it was actually something you wanted to solve. I mean, it seems like something that I, well, definitely kind of pumping it up with some of the flavor profiles seems one way to make it more exciting. And like, maybe I'll try for a, a weekly salad and or see how that goes the next couple weeks. You know, I actually just thought of something. When I was a grad student, I ate salads a lot uh, at school and during lunch. But one of the things that I did was I kind of like the same thing with avocado. Like also tomatoes don't go very well if you cut them up sort of earlier. Um, So I would actually just do all the chopping there at, you know, like on site and just sort of add beans or add brown rice or add whatever thing or chicken or an egg or whatever to make it more substantial um, but sort of prep the salad itself like right before I ate it. And so it was always really delicious. And everybody was always super jealous because I had this like plate of fresh, beautiful food that didn't at all seem like old and tired and sad. That does sound delicious. I sort of doubt that I would 